Galaxy Cloud, I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And we're continuing our series on weird stuff. And in this particular series this week, we're gonna do a week about aliens. <laughs> There's a picture I think we need to show Let's right here. Let's put the picture up right now. I once wrote it's a book about aliens and this picture surfaced quickly after. <laughs> Wasn't it your brother that edited it? Yeah, yeah it is, yes. It's probably gonna be the thumbnail for this episode, let's it, be honest. It probably <laughs> should be. Yeah, yeah, so I wrote a book once addressing the question of aliens. And before we get to that and why I would even ruin my writing and pastoral career on that question, Let's at least start, first off, with the church's conversation about aliens. So, in my experience, there hasn't been much of one at all. Has that been the case for you? Where has it gone when it's come up in your, your Christian circles? Yeah, I think the only Christian circle that's actually entertained the idea and discussion of alien is this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright. Yeah. yeah, that's about what I expected. Uh, yeah, no, they, that wasn't the thing that anybody ever talked about. They thought it was crazy. And, no, I mean, angels exist, but aliens? That couldn't happen. Well, okay, so there's a good question, though. Angels by, de uh, hang on. <laughs> I'm not saying angels are aliens. But by definition, we're talking about, can life exist outside of the Earth? And you just... Straight up said yes, you know. So like that's our first question. Is well, no, like, it's like that's my that's my history. Why is the church so opposed to a question that we already say the answer is yes? So that's the first that's the first thing that we need to stop and say. Oh, you know, that's a good point. You know, likewise, like just from like our standards today, like if you read the creatures that are in God's throne room in Revelation, you'd be like. You know, if I saw that thing in real life, I'd just be like, alien! Like, instantly, that would be, like, your first impression. Like, there's a thing with a thousand eyeballs up here! What's going on? You know, so, like, when we read the Bible, when we see these other spiritual beings, you know, they're not, like, these earthly beings, but when we see these spiritual beings, they very much appear otherworldly or alien to us. I'm not saying they are aliens. I'm just saying, like, from a textbook definition, life outside of our planet, they match it, so. It's funny because like, in Christian culture, like, we're very much okay with personifying different things. Mm -hmm. Like, we have Larry the Cucumber that can talk and do Bible stories with Bob the Tomato, and that's totally fine for people. <laughs> but then the minute you're like, ah, could there be something else outside in the stars? Like, nope, not gonna happen, never has, nope. like. That's instantly shut down. So you're okay with a talking tomato, but you're not okay with, you know, an outworldly being. What were you pointing? I'm just at? gonna say that I don't think this is a fair argument to make. Yeah, because I also... obviously <laughs> when we're talking about a talking tomato, no one's watching that thinking that it's real, and it's never a discussion of was there once a talking tomato in the Bible? No, it's just a fun way to tell the story for children. To enjoy. Yeah, I didn't want to, you know, poop all over your analogy there, but... Uh, but I will. <laughs> it's a little different between... I the, mean, I get it, yes, but like... We've seen cucumbers in animated films, therefore aliens. Like, this is the meme you just created. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> but... Uh, yeah. 
But I just mean like, there's things in Christian culture that are like, weird, that we're totally okay with. Whereas in, when we try to think about things that are different, you know, a lot of times it's just straight up ignored, so. So at least when it's come up in my life, and I've talked about this a little bit on uh, the Jackson Cloud, we have a, a podcast on science and the church, and we talked about my book, Alien Theology, this past week. So some of this, if you listen to that podcast, would be a little recap, but like in, in that podcast, I talked about like the first time I ever heard it came up was on a radio show. And I was like, no way, they're gonna address it on the radio, a Christian radio station. And the host was just like, all right, aliens you ask. Well, if, if there were aliens, that'd be in the Bible. That's kind of a big deal, don't you think? And he was done. You know, like that was the whole conversation. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I was a kid, so I'm like, I don't have a good, like, come back to that. <laughs> so, so I'm like, whatever. And then the next time it came up, I was out at, uh, in the middle of nowhere looking at the stars. And you can't see stars in the city very much. So when you really see them, you're like, holy snap. <laughs> you know, like we're... We're in the middle of a universe, wait, you guys. Wait, wait, holy snap. Holy, holy snap. snap. Eschatological. And as you're staring out at it all, like, you know, you're you're overwhelmed in that moment if you haven't seen them in forever. And I heard someone from church behind me just like, what do you think, aliens? And someone else from church was like, no. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that's usually how church goes. You know, it's just like, nope. <laughs> okay. So, like... I eventually had, I was, I, I was reading a lot of C.S. Lewis at the time. He actually has three really good books in a sci-fi trilogy. He paints this picture in which he asks all these questions about aliens and other life while just writing allegory and philosophical Christian fiction, right? Um, and at the, I was then reading this long book of his essays where he has like this whole paper where he's just like, thinking out loud about aliens. I was like, oh, in our history, people that we love like C.S. Lewis have addressed these questions. You know, he's like, are there aliens? I don't know, maybe, why not? You know, and then like, if there are, can they be saved? I don't know, would they have been saved by Jesus when we got saved or do they need their other form of salvation or do they even need to be saved? Maybe they never sinned. Maybe they're not in the image of God. So like, it doesn't even matter because they're not at that level. Like the rest of the animals under humanity don't need salvation because you know, they're not imagers like humanity is. Like he's just, he's asking all these questions. I'm like, these are really good questions. And then I had a dream that I wrote this book. <laughs> And I woke up and I wrote down all the chapters and then I wrote the book in like a month or two. Uh, which you can have for free by joining our Discord. We'll get you codes, just ask for them. Um, but all of these questions, like finally someone was entertaining it. And when I say finally, I mean like a hundred years ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> the church has been slow on this conversation, right? Like when you still bring it up in your churches today, people are like, eh. No, that's dumb, right? But like the third, fourth century BC before Christ was when people first started asking the question. And then it was like the 13th century AD where the church was finally told they could talk about it. <laughs> that's like 17,000 years between when people first started wondering 
1700. Thank you. 1700 years. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, I don't think that's, that's the right number. 1700 years between when the church, when people first started asking the question, when the church deemed that it would be at least appropriate to discuss the possibility, even though all the uh, people at the time were like, no. All the scholars are like, we want to talk about it. Okay, you can talk about it now. We're like, oh no, we don't think there's aliens. We just want to be able to talk about it. <laughs> so we all agree, but and I don't even know that there are aliens. But okay, let's talk theologically. Why not? Give me a good reason why God should not have made other creatures on other planets. Because there is potentially a chance to where. Biology wouldn't be able to live without the specific parameters that our planet has. So let's dive deeper into that. We only know that life can exist in one way because we only know our life, right? Correct. We have not visited many other planets. That's all true. <laughs> one. And that's with a robot. We haven't actually been there, right? Right. So, so we know, like... All we know. Well, no, technically, haven't they tried to send probes to Venus, but it got burned up in the atmosphere? I wouldn't be surprised, probably. Because I think they did, but it, yeah, the atmosphere was so thick yeah. that even upon entry, it couldn't penetrate the atmosphere because it was too thick. Well, so let's remember that life is already, like, more confusing on Earth. Like, we know, as humans, we're always thinking, like, no, you need oxygen, you need air, you need... CO2, you need all this in the perfect balance. Would you say that to a fish? No. Why not? Because its parameters are different from yours. They are, in many ways, an alien to you. Like, if you went down deep enough in the ocean, you would find things humanity has never discovered. Right. And you wouldn't even recognize it. <laughs> well, you also... There's probably so few and far between down there just because of the density of the water. would right. have to... So you're saying that at a certain density in which humanity cannot live, and we would think that nothing else could live either, that probably, in fact, there are creatures down there living. Most likely. <laughs> so our first answer to we know that life can only exist in, in our form, when we say that, we're not just saying like humanity, we're saying every variation. Well, I mean, there is a scale, of, yes. A huge scale. Tardigrades, these tiny little... Water bears is what they're nicknamed. You can throw them into space. They won't die in space. They're fine. You can freeze them for decades and then unfreeze them. They're like, hello. Like, it's just... You know what's really funny? Water bears? No, the tardigrade. <laughs> yeah. That's actually come up in Star Trek Discovery. I love how every person at this table already knows what a tardigrade is going into this. Oh, I'm going to show her... Also, fun fact, tardigrades. Oh, you know a tardigrade. Yes. Okay, I thought you were saying you needed to know what No, 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 no. I'm saying we all already know what this is. They they survive and stuff like that because they literally turn themselves into raisins. They just, it's, it's a wonderful little fun fact about them. They just decide to dry out and then plop back some water on them and they're good again. Exactly. I mean, they, they... See, I saw all this in a Star Trek episode. This is so weird. It's also in the cosmos. Neil deGrasse Tyson, they get into it. Mm. They survive dehydration, boiling water, radiation, the vacuum of space itself, frozen for three decades, and then on thought, like... So life can only exist on our planet. <laughs> well, here's the thing. 
Here's another question, I guess. Mm -hmm. Life or sentient life? Sure. So, but, so when we say like, if we could find life somewhere else and we proved evidence of like life outside of our existence, all we're saying is we need to find a bacteria. Right. We look for, when we look for the skies, trying to figure out what planets we'd like to check for life, we obviously look for planets that look like ours. We call them Goldilocks planets. Not too hot, not too cold, just right. Right, we're looking for planets that would be in a very similar scenario, which we try to tell by their distance from their stars, as well as uh, trying to measure out what kind of elements are on their planets using that it's not a stethoscope. <laughs> a telescope? No, there's a certain... Spectroscope. Spectroscope, right? So spectroscopes basically... It, well, let's not even get into it, but spectroscopes are looking at the light spectrums of other planets to somehow use that to then figure out what kind of elements are there. And if it looks like their spectrum is similar to Earth's spectrum, then all the more reason we know life exists on our planet, maybe it exists on that one. But that's just carbon life form. Who knows? Maybe, maybe God is so spectacular at creating that he could create life out of something that isn't carbon-based. In which case, maybe it looks like, uh, I don't know, hydrogen life. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but maybe there are other forms out there that are based around the other elements of what take over that planet. Obviously, we're waxing poetic to some extent. Did I just use that phrase? Did you say waxing poetic? I did. I didn't mean to say that out loud. We're just guessing. Like, no one could ever say, are there aliens? Are there not? We have no idea. All we know is we exist. And theologically, why would God not want to make more? So that was the question we originally asked. So here... Here's my final point of that. Okay, all right, here's the other thing, here's the other thing. I remember reading this book, scientists, he was wondering, Christian scientists wondering, not, not Christian science, a Christian who was a scientist. Oh, okay. <laughs> wondering, could there be aliens? And he gave the answer that most in the church usually give, which is kind of what we were just saying. Like, do you know just how perfect that planet would have to be to have the exact of capability to have life and then he goes through like this huge extensive list of like it would have to be you know just a few degrees within the uh, amount of distance from the sun too close it burns up too far away it freezes over it would have to be this it would have to be this it would have to be this and to me that's all just proof that god made us through evolution because it proves we exist to match our planet's habitat perfectly. <laughs> so you feel like we've adapted Ex to as opposed what? to yep. what we needed or to what would survive the best. Yeah, that God has designed us in such a way that we are built to adapt to what our planet's habitation is, right? I mean, and that's true at every other element of, of existence on the Earth. Animals in the water have adapted to the water, have adapted to water pressure. Have adapted to salt water. Have adapted to to not salt water. Well, we even have <laughs> we even have adaptability upon our own continents too, though. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like for example, if it's someone that's living in Texas, mm -hmm. like they get a hundred degree day, for them that's like okay, it's a bit warm, but no big deal. Whereas, in if we get a hundred degree day, 
all of us are sweating bullets, like drenched shirts. It's the most miserable time ever. Yeah. Whereas in, you know, if we have a 60 degree day outside, most of us are like, 60 like degrees, great. <laughs> we got our short sleeves on, we're ready to go. Right, no I'm coats, we're right all good. Now, Whereas in, you know, someone in Texas, 60 degrees, they're putting on coats, like they're getting out their long johns, like there's some temperature difference even with us on the same continent within the same country. Yeah. I'm using Texas as an example because I mean, I could also use Florida too, but that's too humid. Well, and so, but that's that's just the case. Is life is always adapting. That's that's what evolution is trying to say. Is that life is adapting to the world around it in many ways, right? When something new happens, if it's a successful adaptation, it will probably live on because, like, hey, now the snake blends in with the environment better. It's probably going to have more babies with this particular look because it's not hunted as easily giving rise to more snakes that look like that snake likewise humanity is still changing some people don't have wisdom teeth anymore because we don't alec need them doesn't. alec doesn't because they pulled it out no like he's never had wisdom teeth exactly that's a that's a mutation because our bodies are realizing we didn't need those anymore you know we did at one point wrists put out your wrists yep i was just <laughs> that's where we're going next and then um uh that one yeah so this thing right here not that they can see that on the yeah, camera yeah you won't be able to see it no matter what angle i do <laughs> there's there's a little little yeah know, like ligament or something well you can try this at home yeah uh so put out your wrist put your hand flat surface touch your thumb to your pinky slightly raise your hand up if you have like a bone of sorts that like then pops out of the middle like not everyone has that anymore. Nope. Because we, we don't need that anymore. Nothing. Like the, what, what that was especially used for is not necessarily necessary. <laughs> so we're adapting even now still that in this room, we have two different types of humans. Those with that and those without it. You're married to someone who is missing teeth. <laughs> not because he's messed up, it's just an adaptation. So like, not only have we adapted in the past, but we're still adapting. And when you look at the earth and you're like, we can only exist in that way. Like in my mind, I'm thinking we exist in this way because of what our habitat looks like. That God has programmed us to, to grow along with. I mean, I think there is some variance, but yeah, I don't know if it's, I would be I would be interested to see what evidence we could discover about cosmic variants versus earthly variants because well, I feel like those are two separate things. We are wonderfully and beautifully made, designed for a planet that was also wonderfully and beautifully made for us. So, if God decided He wanted to do it again, what's to say He's going to use the same colors or the same materials? I mean, it's true. I'm just, I, until we see evidence, I don't know. Well, even colors. Well, we don't know. Yeah. There's no way to know. Like, life is just very varied. It's very different, even on the earth. It makes sense to me to believe that God would make other life. We know that we're made in the image of God, and the Bible tells us that spiritual beings are made in the image of God. So, like, 
we know that there are there are beings made to to reflect him on the earth and in the heavenlies. Why not on other planets? Does God really only want to cultivate the earth to look like heaven? Or did he want the other two trillion galaxies he made to also eventually be taken care of to look like heaven, just like like Earth? I think we need a warp core before we'll find out. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever find out. I mean, honestly, when you look how far away planets are from each other, like you need like some very advanced. That's why we need a warp core. I'm how guessing, do you do that? <laughs> I'm guessing if there are aliens out there, God might have wanted them to be separate from us. So we'll probably not find out until um, after our world. I just hope it's not Klingons. Well, that's it's where we can ask even more questions, though, right? Like, now we're thinking in outside the box. Humanity, we know, was made to take care of the Earth. What if God makes another race on another planet, gifts them with exceptional scientific ability to be like, I want you to take care of this whole gal. You know, like, I, I don't know. Who knows? Like, we can only, we can only think so, so much in our own box because of the way that we know we've been set up. But God is much bigger than our box. Maybe one day we'll find out. I don't know. So none of that was us saying that there's proof that there's aliens out there. Not at all. Cause like, that's actually what we're gonna get into our next episode. We just talked about the scientific side of aliens. There's a spiritual side of aliens. And I know that sounds weird, but like when we look into like UFO religions, there's something more going on here than just our normal scientific talk. Usually if you want to talk about aliens, you want to talk about science. But for the Christian who is not offended to believe in both the supernatural world and a natural world, the conversation widens. So in our next episode on Wednesday, we will continue the conversation talking about where this overlap is and some of the deception that's going on there. See you then. In the meantime, live long and prosper. That, um, Join, join the Discord. Oh, that's comment. what I was supposed to do. Leave like, a like and subscribe. <laughs> Hit the bell. Don't uh, leave a comment, and we'll see you guys next time. Can you not do the thing? I can't do. Jamie can't do the thing. I don't have, I don't have the genetic adaptation. No, I trained myself to do this. Look, I can I can almost I can almost do it. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs>